there is a strategy that you need to go after. Like there is a very simple, a couple of simple tweaks that you can make that is going to change it from just like a fun thing that you do on the side to being a profitable strategy for yourself. Hello and welcome to another Backstage Business episode. Today, we're talking about podcasts and we're talking about you as a guest on a podcast. Why? Because you can attract new business, you can talk about the thing you are known for and stay in your zone of genius, and you can really elevate your authority. Here's the thing. A lot of people are doing podcasts. They're they're being a guest on a podcast, but they might not be doing it in a way that actually generates business. And today we're going to talk about how you can really leverage being a guest on podcasts. And if you're not doing it yet, we're also going to talk about how you can get started on being a guest on various podcasts where you can attract your ideal clients. So today I'm talking to Kristen Molinar and we have a blast on this episode because we're talking about something that I get to learn from. I'm frequently guests on podcasts and I too would like to leverage how I can bring more value. And of course, why not attract more business? I've got something that can help businesses. So if I can attract the right people, I want to do it. So I get to learn with you today on how to really, really improve on being a guest on a podcast so that I can do those things. So let me tell you a little bit about Kristen. She's an entrepreneur enthusiast and she lives by a mantra. It goes like this work less, make more. Pretty simple. She's on a personal mission to help entrepreneurs ditch vanity metrics for true profitable connections, which is awesome. I love this because here are the things that you want to listen out for that we talk about. We talk about things like why being a podcast guest is ineffective. I didn't say effective. I said ineffective for many entrepreneurs. You're going to find out why, and you're going to learn instead how to be a profitable guest on a podcast. You're also going to learn how to podcast pitch yourself (laughs) so that hosts aren't deleting you and saying, nah, we don't want to have you on the show, but instead makes them excited to record your interview because they know you're going to bring really valuable content to their audience going to learn how to elevate the way your audience sees you and how Kristen actually used this exact tactic to raise her prices by more than double. I love stuff like that. We're going to talk a little bit about imposter syndrome and all those things that many entrepreneurs suffer from and how to get over that. And we're also going to talk about why it's time to ditch those vanity metrics for true connection. Kristen built a six-figure business with a crappy website and zero social presence. So if she can do that, you're going to learn how you can do the same. All right. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Kristen. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat with you, Summer. I'm super excited. We've got a lot of good things to, to talk about today. Like I do with all my guests, I love for I love to hear how you got into the work you're doing, yeah. um, like why it's why it's important to you. Those are it's just fun to hear why something becomes a passion, a thing that excites you every day. So, tell us. Yeah. So I feel like I'm not doing my story justice, and and 
people hearing me, I'm not doing the full thing justice by saying that it all started with a big heaping dose of entrepreneurial failure. Um, <laughs> I left, I left my last corporate job back in 2014 and thought I would be a wonderful entrepreneur because I was a fantastic employee, found that there were not very many transferable skills. And I was what I called a starving entrepreneur for like 14 months. It was, it was just a tough journey trying to figure out what I could do that would make me some money. And so after struggling, I actually decided that I wanted to not sacrifice my freedom, but I needed to make money. So I became a virtual assistant. So in early 2015, I became a virtual assistant and figured out how to grow a business a whole lot easier. 2018, I had grown that company to six figures and was really serious about freedom and not getting involved in the weeds, but staying high level, you know, having a team that supported my clients, all of those things. And in 2018, I late 2018, I told my team, I think it's time for me to go out and start talking to other people about what I've learned about entrepreneurship. You know, I've got what I learned personally. Now we have all these different clients that we've seen in their journeys and we've seen what success looks like and what, you know, failure looks like. And, you know, from all these different perspectives. So I thought the very first great step would be going out and being a podcast guest. So I could kind of get my feet wet about talking and all of this stuff, you know, share value. Well, six months later, I have to admit that I hadn't pitched a single podcast host. I had a lot of imposter syndrome, probably because I had built up my business uh, without social media and honestly with a really awful looking website. And so when I, I thought like when I pitch people, they're going to look me up and go, who the heck is she talking? Who is she? What is she doing? She doesn't have great social proof. Like what's going on, right? So my team thankfully jumped in and started pitching me for podcasts. And what happened, it felt like magic, but I started getting booked on podcasts. It was actually pretty awesome. <laughs> and fast forward after we had been doing, or I had been doing podcast guesting for about six months, what we realized was this was our biggest lead generator. And it was like, wait a second. I think that we're onto something here. I thought that this was just like a philanthropic, Kristen, get out there, share a message kind of thing. But it was actually generating leads for my business. And I'll say pre-qualified leads like that. I mean, this wasn't just like cold leads. This was pre-qualified leads, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah. So we started using the same strategy for some of our clients at the time and realized like, we are onto something here. Let's double down and just start doing this for our clients. And so that's all we do now. We help our clients get visible and build their credibility through being a podcast guest. Like this is our thing. So that, this is awesome. And of course, because I, you know, I'm going to learn from this myself because I will get asked to be on podcasts. And of course you, you know, it's not, not all about money. You want to really bring some value. But at the same time, if you have this opportunity to get in front of people and you do have value that you can bring them, like, why not get some, some leads from it or some really, you know, like you said, really pre-qualified leads. But I think a lot of people miss that opportunity. So right. that's why I'm super excited to talk to you about that is that people are like, yeah, I'm going on there. It was great. I was well-spoken. I told a great story, but like, how do people go on there to actually be, as you would call it, a profitable guest? Yes. Yes. And for me, I needed to figure out that equation, right? Because how am I going to charge clients to get them booked if I can't tell them they're going to get an ROI on the strategy? So yes. Totally. I, yeah. 
at the foundation, it's how do you show up to be a profitable podcast guest? Because you're right. I talk to people all the time that say to me, you know, I have some level of success. This happens often with people who've built up, up like a good social media following. It's like, you know, I have these podcast hosts that are approaching me saying like, can I interview you? And it's fun. It's great. But I'm not seeing results from it. And it usually boils down to a couple of pretty specific things that I'm excited to talk about. But I just want to say like, if you're experiencing that or that it's because there is a strategy that you need to go after. Like there is a very simple, a couple of simple tweaks that you can make that is going to change it from just like a fun thing that you do on the side to being a profitable strategy for yourself. Yeah. So what are things that you see people maybe doing wrong? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very, very first thing actually um, is right at the smack bottom of uh, business foundations. So a lot of times what happens is that people aren't as aware of what they really offer as they should be. So they're not specific enough in their offering. They don't know exactly what it is that people should be buying from them and the transformation that they can make in that person's life when they do buy from them. So, I mean, basically we're talking about a niche, like what is your niche? Who are your people? What is the thing that you do for them? You know, they're, there are some people who do like kind of wider umbrellas. So say like we have a few coaches. Well, yes, you can coach under a lot of like business is a pretty large umbrella. Leadership is a pretty large umbrella. Life coaching is pretty large umbrella. But what is that thing that you come, that clients come to you, that problem that they see that they come to you and you can solve? What is that specific thing? And this kind of reminds me a little bit of your episode that you um, talked about raising your perceived value, which can I just plug that episode? Like if, the, <laughs> if you're listening and you haven't listened, like that's a really good one to listen to. Thank so you. you have to understand like how to talk about what you do for your clients, because the objective is that after you have gotten off a recording, the podcast host is thinking, oh, I really need what they offer. Or, oh my gosh, I know this other person in my network who, who needs what they offer. But that only happens when we get really, really specific about what we do and what kind of change we make in the people that we work with's lives. Um, and so I think that at the root of a not profitable conversation is people just aren't aware enough of what you do and how you would change their life. And so they're not attracted to you. You know, a, a, an example I like to give is a copywriter. Like I know somebody who did a lot of podcast interviews because she had built up a really great Instagram following. She's a copywriter. She's a fantastic copywriter. But the problem was that she didn't even know, and I knew this because I know her, but she didn't even know what kind of copywriting services she wanted to offer. So whenever she worked with clients or had discovery calls, it was like building out these custom proposals for everybody. She did a little bit of everything but you can't have that kind of conversation on a podcast. You have to, the people listening have to know like, okay, I hire this person because they can write my emails. I can hire, I should hire this person because they understand launches. They understand websites, like get really specific so that you can solve that specific problem and attract that specific person while you're talking as a guest. If you really think about it, people are listening to podcasts usually, especially when it's, you know, business related to entrepreneurship, they are looking for something that is going to make their life better, easier, make them more successful. So I think, you know, as you're saying this, I'm kind of getting into the minds of people. I don't 
want to go on there and just plug myself. That's so cocky. That's so arrogant. Yeah. And if you look at it from, you know, like you were saying earlier, like, what is it? If you're specifically that need and that, and that problem, somebody's going to hear that and be grateful that you have a solution to that. Yes, I agree. I also think that there is another aspect of this that's really great. And that is when you're pitching yourself to be a guest on podcasts. I actually really like this. I prefer it. I feel like this is a chance for me to control the narrative of the conversation. But my goal as a podcast guest is to show a podcast host that I can deliver a valuable episode. And so I come in with the intent to provide value to their audience. And that's going to get me in with a podcast host. Like the way that we do this, and I suggest everyone do it this way, whether they're working with, with an agency that can help them or not, writing talking points that tee up really valuable conversations. And I think that even these talking points, they end up being titles of podcasts that people publish that I have been on. So, you know, how to be a profitable podcast guest, like things along these lines, like very specific subjects so that when you are pitching yourself, the podcast host can very easily see your talking points and go, oh yeah, I don't have any podcast episodes about that. That's totally something that my audience would be interested in. And they're able to see it right off the bat with your talking points. The strategy I think a lot of people use is coming in with all their accolades. Like you think that you've got to talk yourself up as somebody who has a lot of importance and has a lot of money and a lot of success, but really like nobody cares about your accolades. They care about the difference you can make for them. And that's something you've got to be really aware of as a podcast guest. It's all about helping the audience get a win so that they want to keep listening to future episodes of this podcast show. Yep. I totally agree. And it's being really specific to in that pitch. So I know, you know, I, I will get pitched to come on this podcast. And like you said, there could be, there could be a bunch of accolades featured here, all these different things, which is all great. But the thing that always hooks me is that specific thing that makes me go, Oh, you know, cause I can say, well, I've talked to coaches before, or I've already had, you know, these type of investors, or I've already had um, copywriters. I've had these type of people. It's specifically bringing out something like, oh, that's really unique and different because that's what I want to hear when I'm listening to a podcast. That's what I want to deliver so that there's something that people walk away and go, I'm thinking differently now. Like I might have known that I needed copywriting in my business, but I didn't know that that's the way I should start every sales letter, you know, yes. things like that. Exactly. Exactly. I often encourage our clients to talk about their methodologies on podcasts. I think that that drives home a lot of points and really shows that you know what you're talking about. It really establishes yourself as an expert. If you can say like, you know, I help you write email newsletters, you know, this is the formula that I use for my clients and you lay it all out there for them. So the DIYers are like, you know, taking notes all crazy and trying to like mm -hmm. write all this stuff down. And they're like, oh my gosh, I, I could totally implement this for myself. The people that want to hire you, the people that want to delegate, you know, those I would say are our dream clients. The ones that are not trying to deal DIY, but the ones that want to actually delegate to us, they're just, you're just checking off boxes in their mind. Yep. They're an expert. Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. They know more about this than I do. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I need that. 
And that just checks off all these boxes in their mind. That's like establishing you as an expert and makes them want to hire you. And so just get out there and share your methodologies. If you have them, I think that that's a very easy way to establish your credibility and stay on point, making sure that you're driving home, like what you do for your clients. It's, it's great. You know, it's kind of like a foolproof way to make sure that you end a conversation and the person you've just talked to and all those listening, it's like, oh, I know what they do. They just explained it completely for me. Hey guys, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Backstage Business Podcast. I wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by The Draw Shop. At The Draw Shop, we make animated videos that just work. Did you know that most businesses are struggling to increase their sales simply because they don't stand out? At The Draw Shop, we use a scientifically proven formula to create animated videos that just work. With customers such as Uber, Twitter, Google, United Nations, Lockheed Martin, Netflix, and more, we know that creating messages that are impossible to misunderstand, it's critical to attracting more customers and keeping your audience engaged so that you can stand out as the best in your industry. Find out more information at thedrawshop.com. Well, what are some other ways that people can elevate their, their credibility with whenever they're on a show? Ah, uh, yes, I love this. <laughs> I love the credibility question. <laughs> yeah, because I see some people might be, you know, they're they're everyone's at different levels, and like you said, the imposter syndrome, like who am I to be here? Or they're at different levels, and they're comparing themselves to people that maybe you know at a higher who have a in their mind accomplished more, and so you know there is that whole insecurity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's two sides of this. So what you're specifically talking about is like how to get yourself in with a podcast host. Like how do you establish that credibility with the podcast host? Am I hearing you right? Exactly. Okay. Okay, cool. But I also want to make sure that we touch on like the credibility that comes as a result of being a podcast guest, like on the back end of it too, because there's some really like cool things to say about that. So I just want to throw it out there so we don't forget. (laughs) Totally. Yes. We're hitting both of those points. (laughs) Okay, cool. Okay, cool. So there are a few ways that we do research that we have found makes it easier to find podcast hosts that have that synergy with your business. So that's what I'm looking for first and foremost is I want to find a podcast host who has synergy with the way that I run my business so that there's that relationship connection because Yes, being a podcast guest is great marketing. It's great PR, but you get the biggest bang for your buck. You get the most impact by really looking at the podcast host as somebody that you want to just dive into a deeper relationship with. That's when it goes beyond just record an episode and see what it does for your business. versus record an episode, then reach back out to the host a month later, share connections with the host a year later, you know, refer people to each other, uh, dive into some collaborations or affiliate partnerships. Like the, it's really endless when you look at this as, as a relationship play versus just marketing or just PR. So I want to make sure to throw that out there. That's what we're looking for is someone who you want to be in a relationship with. So it's like yeah. marketing on steroids, right? Yep. So there's a few ways to do research with this in mind. And one of my favorites is following an influencer path. So when I started doing podcast guesting, I was talking a lot about work less, make more because my methodology and what I sold to people was virtual assistant services. That's how I got started as a podcast guest. So I had to think about, okay, what other people are podcasting 
And they have similar mess or a complimentary message to what I have to say about delegation. Well, one of the first ones is like James Stramko says work less, make more. He wrote a book called work less, make more. Okay. That's in alignment with the message that I want to share. Maybe there are some other people that are talking about like delegation or, you know, getting more time, creating more time in your day, which is another thing like I, you know, if you hire a virtual assistant, you're going to inherently get more time in your day. So there's some kind of complementary themes. Who are the people talking about those things? Then what you do is you look at what podcasts they have been on. So you're not, I wasn't looking for people that had virtual assistant agencies because that's, you know, a direct competition. Somebody that's interviewed somebody at that time that had a virtual assistant agency, like they already have somebody in their network that does what I do. I don't want to come in and try to like take that person's place in their network, but I can find somebody who has similar messaging and it would be a compliment to what some of their podcast episodes are already about. Does that make sense? Yes, Totally. So we find enough of these people and we see what podcasts they're going on. And we call this following the influencer path. And what happens is, I mean, it's almost like, just like with any Google search or like any social media, like the, whatever platform you're searching on, it becomes smarter and smarter. So it's like, oh, you mean this kind of person? Oh, and then they start suggesting other podcasts because it starts opening up like the rabbit trail. And that I feel like is a perfect way to make sure that you're pitching people who already have buy-in with the kinds of things that you want to talk about. And another thing is when you're focusing on what value you bring to the table and what action you can talk about um, on a podcast episode, like how you can change how the audience change something in the audience's life. When that is your focus, you can stop thinking so much about yourself because it's not about selling yourself. It's about selling a specific episode that you want to record. So I, I, I think that that's kind of kind of help take away some of that imposter syndrome. It's not about us. It's about the episode anyways. And then following that influencer path gives us some kind of some more confidence that who we are pitching to has that synergy in their business philosophies that matches our business philosophies. And we're going to be getting ourselves in the room with somebody who we can see being in a relationship with long-term. Right. Exactly. Oh my gosh, I love this. My wheels are, are turning because I'm just thinking of in all different industries, opportunities that, that are here for people. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's kind of wild. You know, I was just doing a little bit of research for one of our clients and I thought of one person that used to be in my network like a few years ago. And I thought, oh my gosh, I think she was, she just launched a book and she did a podcast tour to launch her book. And then when I pulled up her book, I saw all the people that had written a review for her book and then opened up this whole like additional list of influencers. I was like, oh yeah, I remember that person and that person and that person. Like those people are all great too. And so we started doing research down that path. And by the time we had, you know, listed out all the influencers that we could follow their their like podcasting tour path, it was like, we have enough podcasts to like pitch for months. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. Well, let's talk about, I would love to hear, you know, a couple of things like how, how you work with your clients, what specifically you're, you're doing. And then what are some results that your clients have seen? 
Yeah. So the way that we're working with our clients in at a couple different levels. So the first one is we do like a done with you and then we have a done for you service. But for both of those things, what I have found is so important is that initial setup strategy call. And it's actually my favorite part of working with our clients. It's something that I personally get in the weeds and do with our clients. And that is a call where our my clients and I just talk about all the ways that they serve their clients, all the wins that they've experienced for their clients. And I'm just listening to them kind of brain dump and you know as they answer my questions. But what happens, and the reason I think that it's so valuable to our clients is I'm able to give them that outsider perspective on like, I hear this as your zone of genius, and I don't even know if you hear it as strongly as I hear it. And then we start writing talking points. So this is this is definitely a skill, writing talking points. You know, we internally have spent a lot of time figuring out how to write the best talking points. We've measured a lot of the conversion metrics, like, you know, people, how many podcasters are saying yes versus saying no based on like the kinds of talking points we're, we've written and all of those things. So one of the examples that we have is a client came to us that had been working with a PR agency and the PR agency had some talking points written for them. And I assume they were under the, the assumption that they would be getting traditional media. And, you know, I looked at the talking points and thought, wow, these are, you know, all about the client and all about their accolades. Yes, I agree. They're wonderful and they have amazing success, but I don't think these are great talking points for a podcast. Well, the client really wanted us to use those talking points. So we reluctantly agreed. We don't agree anymore. So (laughs) if we know they're not going to work, we don't even waste (laughs) our time trying, but that's a lesson learned on fulfillment from us. But anyways, so we decided to, okay, we will go after it. And what we noticed was that we were getting a 3% response rate. So for every hundred people that we were sending a cold email to only 3% were even responding to us. I'm not talking about booking the client. I'm just saying responding to us. It was pretty bad. Wow. So I, I got, I did like a little screen share video for the client, you know, put down some thoughts about how we could change her talking points and kind of like talked her through it. We changed her talking points and right away we started off of cold pitches. First email, we started getting a 12% response rate right away. We saw a four times improvement on cold pitches. I love that. So that really speaks to like your talking points. You you could write the wrong talking points and you might get on podcasts, but you're going to be wasting, you know, four times as much time if you don't write the right talking points. So it's got to be about the audience. How can you give them actionable content that is going to make the podcast hosts go, oh yeah, they're going to make me look good. I'll have them on my podcast. Yep, (laughs) exactly. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I I so geek out on that type of stuff too. Like what's going to get a more open rate? What's going to get more of a response? It's so fun. I think it's fun too. I think that I had never done anything specific enough to be able to dig into metrics like this, but it's always fun when my team is like, Hey, I found another metric that we could measure. Like, let's, let's take a chance on this different like subject line and see how we can get, how many more opens we can get from this certain subject line, or, you know, let's try shorter emails and longer emails. And it's been really fun. Just like hacking the pitches and making sure that we're including the relevant information and then 
yeah, I don't know, just like all the different variations and seeing how well they they perform. I think it's been really fantastic information for us. What an amazing way to attract more attract more of your ideal clients and just, you know, knowing, doing the research, knowing where they live, what they're listening to and being able to present yourself as a solution to something that they're, they're struggling with or whatever their challenges are. And I love this because of course, you know, on my podcast, I talk a lot about, you know, lead generation, alter alternate ways, you know, not getting stuck in just two different ways of, of getting new business. And this yeah. is such a great way and you can leverage it in so many other ways too, in terms of, of just repurposing the content in, in a way that's really valuable to your audience. 100%, which then reminds me that we've got to talk about the credibility on the back end <laughs> because yes. I, I see so many people creating so much content, which is necessary. You know, how are people going to know that you know what you're talking about if you're not creating content? But one thing that I realized when I started podcast guesting is that I was having to, when I created all my own content, I was having to show up and display my expert status for myself. So I had to work really hard at showing the world that I knew what I was doing. When you're a podcast guest, the host is bragging for you. So oftentimes like a promo will go out and the host talks about how you're really smart and it's a really great episode and you provide a ton of value. And these are the things you talk about in what other world are other people in spheres of influence? Cause I would say most podcast hosts, like they are seen with a lot of credibility and a lot of authority. Being a podcast host is not an easy, you know, flippant thing that people do. And to be able to have somebody like that talk about you and boost your credibility, even when somebody doesn't listen to your episode, but they just see that you've been featured by you promoting it on your own social media feed. Like I always promote episodes on my LinkedIn feed. What happened when I started doing that is people that I had been connected with for years, they now saw that I was being featured on podcasts and they're like, oh wait, like Kristen's going somewhere. People like her. Maybe I need to jump on this bandwagon. Someone said recently to me, and I thought it was so perfect. Like people like liked people. So if so, <laughs> so like you're, you're basically be, being handed content that you can post on your own social media, showing people that people like you. And it's, it creates this like psychological attraction to what you're doing. And people just perk up and they listen when somebody else is shouting your accolades for you and saying how smart you are. It, it's this medium that I don't, I don't see anywhere else right now. Like I'm not seeing this kind of environment in any other place where someone else is shouting your praises on your behalf. Yeah, it's so true. I, I really, I, I think it's so, it's really it's really brilliant if you if you think about it, and especially from the standpoint, like you said earlier, building those relationships as well, yes. which is so, so key today because building those relationships leads to more referrals of other, again, types of people that you want to work with. So it just kind of, it really just snowballs. (laughs) It does. It absolutely snowballs and relationships snowball until you decide that you don't want them to snowball anymore. Like it it doesn't even stop when, when a host stops recording their podcasts. Cause I have a couple referral partners that have stopped podcasting, but I met them when they were podcast hosts, but they're still profitable relationships for me even though the episodes are not recording anymore. 
Yeah, it keeps going. No, that is so true. So true. Well, I'm sure people are, you know, asking, okay, I want to explore this. If I want to, if I want to do this myself, how can I work with Kristen? So let's, let's give them the goods. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So you can check out our website. Yesbossva.com. And I have a quick masterclass on there. It's like 10 minutes long. So if you're interested in learning more about the DIY, it's there. And we work with our clients. We, like I said, we have, oh, I didn't, I don't even think I finished that conversation, but anyways, we have a done with you and we have a done for you. So we'll either teach you how to do all of the booking and do all of this strategy. We'll build out a strategy for you, but teach you how to go out and actually get yourself booked or we work with some clients and we do all the booking for them. So literally all they do is just show up to hit record. But with all of our clients, we really like to sit down with them and have that strategy call to make sure that you're setting yourself up to really stand out and be remembered by all the people that you're meeting. So I think it's tons of fun. It's tons of fun. I think, you know, even if you look at this as a relationship from a relationship standpoint, and you're not wanting this to be a full-blown strategy for somebody that's just networking or building a business off of referrals. If you see a podcast that you think you'd be a good guest on, like just send an email, like just casually do this as something on the side for your business. I think that seeing just the one new connection after another, even if it's a slower process, you're going to, I don't know if you're like me and you love talking, it might become addictive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that you'll see so many benefits beyond just the networking that isn't being recorded that you'll think like, you know what, I probably should put some time into this. This is a very natural way to be able to get the word out about my business and build my credibility at the same time. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I love it. I love that you're doing this. I love that you, I love the way you started. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> that that has a very more elaborate story, but that's what we love to hear on the show as well is, you know, starting from, you know what, I, things didn't go as, as planned or as well as I wanted them to be, but here's, here's what I turned it into. And it's so, so awesome. Kristen, thank you so, so much for, for being with me today. That is yesbossva.com. And we will also have the link to that in our show notes and make sure you check out Kristen and all the amazing things she's doing. Thank you, Kristen. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Hey guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already done so, would you do me a favor and go subscribe and review this podcast? My goal is to continue to deliver you content that will really move the revenue needle in your business and give you up-to-date content on anything else that can dramatically help your business. You can also find us at thedrawshop.com slash podcasts where you can comment on the podcast or contact us directly with any issues you'd like me to address. Thanks again. I really, really appreciate you listening and I'll see you next time.